0: Access an exclusive audience of Lower Funnel Car Buyers through our network of over 500 affinity partners, including USAA, Sam's Club, and AAA. Close more sales in a cost-effective way. There's never been a better time to become a true
1: car
2: certified dealer. We're live. What's up? I was text messaging Cribs right to the last second. Right to she the works. last second.
0: How you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, man. The weather's breaking. Uh, mm. We're supposed to have, be in the 50s and 60s here in Tampa in the next two days, which uh, we've had about four years of summer, I think. <laughs> at least. At least and, four uh, years of summer. So it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm
2: excited about that, man. You know, I get excited about the, uh, about the winter months and uh, what a little bit that we have here being a Florida boy. And um, you know what, man? I, 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 I uh, You know, the car business is heating up, though. I've talked to some dealers that are seeing some sparks and some peaks here in the uh, in the latter part of uh, of October, going into November. I have an uh, anticipation that 2019 is going to be a strong year in the car business, and, and not in and, and not because of some of the trends that are across the board. I'm not talking about the car business. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about. There's a car business inside the car business. You, you notice that? And a lot of times, it's not just a car business. I think there's businesses inside of businesses. And, you know, there's industry inside of industries. And because there's always the movers and shakers and the trendsetters. And it's kind of like, you ever watch, the, you know, when the, the Olympics, come, I'm going to come and look at you a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Olympics come around a lot of times, you know, they have those, uh, in both winter and summer, you know, they have the, the long distance races or maybe the, the winter where they have those, uh, you know, those, like, guy, those guys and gals that skate you know, and kind of like for like a long time. Oh, yeah. You know, and they, and they, and they kind of get into a rhythm, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, the favorite person is like four or five back, but then they end up in front. And it's like, you know, and it was, it was called from the beginning. Like they were favored from the beginning. And it's like, right. it's, um, I think that's some of the, 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 the strong individuals with inside the business. Like there's always those that, that make their way to the top. They pivot and maneuver around. Have you noticed that in business?
0: Uh, I have. I have definitely noticed that. In fact, uh, as we sit here and talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. there's a gentleman that comes to mind. I'm not going to even mention his name, but he, here in the Tampa Bay area that uh, right. uh, recently made a move. And he's been at uh, three stores in the last maybe five mm-hmm. years. Uh, each one of those stores were, were doing kind of subpar uh mm-hmm. business but he he took him to a new place each time and he's moved to another kind of underdog store i guess you'd say right and uh and it's funny because i i really enjoy watching that i enjoy watching a, a you know a local dealership that i've seen for years be in a certain place having someone that i know is a hitter come in mm-hmm. and just take him to a whole new place i mean it's it's pretty amazing to watch that so yeah
2: it is and uh it, it's and it happens and there's some there are there are movers and, and shakers that are watching right now. You are a mover and a shaker in this industry. I know you are because you wouldn't, you wouldn't watch You're podcasts. You're engaged. You're engaged, man. You wouldn't be part of podcasts like Auto Dealer Live. And you wouldn't be watching things. You wouldn't be putting content out and absorbing content like you are. But you know what the movers and shakers do? And I'm interested to talk to some today. In just a few minutes, Dave, I know we're going to have, uh, we got some really, really great people on this show. Yes, we do. Um, but, you know, I noticed something else about a mover and shaker. So I guess we're talking about movers and shakers today, got or right. at least right now. And, no, you know, um, something else I noticed about movers and shakers is they, they don't just, they're not just absorbing content. They're not only, uh, you know, they're not only posting content, but they're living content, mm-hmm. you know, because... Uh, somebody told me yesterday. I think it was actually uh, Jim Ziegler. I was on the phone with him, and he said something that was pretty neat. I actually laughed at the comment, or maybe the day before. He said, "You know, somebody could be a mile wide, but only an inch deep." You know, and I think that somebody that absorbs content, that posts content, also lives content. And we have those caliber of individuals right now watching this show. I know there are movers and shakers that are in the industry. You're inspiring others. You're 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 selling cars you're leading great teams, you're changing an industry, and I applaud you for it.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about how you impact a store, how you impact a dealership personally, uh, no matter what position you're in. You know, I did a blog a a long time ago. It might might have been for Dealer uh, dealer Solutions Magazine, but um, I talked about – uh, the best job in the store, right? The best position in the store. And what I did was went through every position and right. talked about why that position was the best position in the store. So, you know, I think it'd be cool today to talk about how you impact a store, how you impact a dealership um, in the position that you're currently in.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, I want, I want, I'm interested to hear what those have to say. We have an eclectic group today, too. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we, we, we have a unique panel. Um, there's not really, you and I were talking about this. You know, we, we, a lot of times we do this on purpose. People think that we just kind of throw things together and maybe there's a little element to that, but there's a, there's a, there's a science behind, behind it. I think there really, there really is. I've done that my entire life and it's worked out pretty well. And, um, but there's a science behind it, David. And I, I look at this eclectic group of individuals that we have on the show today, and it's really on purpose that we have people that you can't really put a, a, a title on. You go to some conferences or you listen to some things and you go, oh, we're going to have the internet, you know, BDC managers panel. We're going to talk to a bunch of them. We're going, Oh, we're going to have the social media. And we do that. But today, and in, in, in a lot of times we can put together a group of people and just talk automotive yeah. because the reality is it's, it's like the, the neck bone is connected to the right right i don't know i that's all i got the, the, the ankle bone the ankle bone yeah. you're a short, you're, you're, you are short you're a pretty short person yeah you're, <laughs> it reminds me of a post man my my uh it, that one of our employees here sent me yesterday this dude he had a uh he had a, a big neck you might have seen it it was a guy and it was a post where people made comments about his neck and it was and, and they were just I, I gotta show it to you I have i'm the sure show there book. was a giraffe involved somewhere oh like that's a good yeah the ankle bones connected to the
0: Foot (laughs) bone. Calf (laughs) shin bone. Shin bones connected to the knee bone. bone.
2: So the deal is, we got people that are connected on the show today because the departments have to be connected. Because how many know you? It's not just from the, the head down, it doesn't just go, hey, you got a good leader, therefore boom magically you know snap my fingers we got some good culture it's got to connect there's got to be communication in it, and it's got to go from the top to the bottom to the bottom to the top from side to side and you know what that's how we that's how we're rolling today man on auto dealer live
0: yeah you need a team to fire in all cylinders and today we're gonna to be talking about that we'll talk about each position the value of it and yes we have a diverse group so it always gives us very interesting perspectives <clears throat> uh dave and i think that's what i like about it because i don't know what to anticipate when i ask a question as to how uh we're going to respond because we're all in different roles here on today's panel so uh so it'd be great so um are we ready to go to commercial lou yeah bring look.
2: our uh, before we do though i want to challenge you i want to ask you guys to help me out man let's share the show oh yeah uh, let's get it out there let's share it man let's uh let's share it up um you know let's give away some uh let's give away some uh what do we give away today we gotta start, We got to start putting some more thought in what we want to give away. What do you guys want to win today? Let's get some comments out there. If we're going to share the show, <laughs> that's the guy on the screen right now, by the way. That's the post that I sent out. Or my, uh, somebody sent me. Look how big his neck is. And then people were commenting. Wow. People were commenting. Hold on. Let me i got to read a couple of guys. This is so funny. You, you guys, this is worth it, Dave. This is worth it. This is worth it. you got to look at this. Woo. Billy sent this to me that works here. And, dude. This is funny. This is funny. Look at that. We'll, we'll this. be hearing from his attorney. No, 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 no. It's on. It's on. This is what was posted. I didn't post it. It says. It says. Boy, it looked like he could drink peanut butter. And someone else said, if he hiccups too hard, he'll swallow his whole head. <laughs> someone said, I'd rob too if it cost me sixty-five bucks to get rid of a sore throat. <laughs> Look, somebody else said, those jokes aren't funny. I this- think
0: that was the best.
2: No. Oh, yes, I got to read it. It's all a right. few more. said, those <laughs> jokes aren't funny. This is someone's brother, uncle, dad, or neck view. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: <laughs> this right, said, we got new oh, hold on. This someone said, better <laughs> luck next time. <laughs> next. And then, hey, why are all the comments so negative? <laughs> One and wonder when his next court date is. <laughs> oh, man. And then uh, someone said, he oh. needs some next. Uh <laughs> I think... <laughs> Yeah, I think I know him. He's from my neck of the woods. It's <laughs> good, right? Uh, your boy got tore up from the floor up. Oh, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. <laughs> man, I'm sorry, man. He looks like he's like going he to whoop you, too, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Unless he, you know, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, share the show. What do I going to give away today?
0: Oh. Man, I like giving away. I'd like to give away some of those uh, the books, bite sized books, or right. you know, whatever we call them. There, those are. Uh, those right. are. Cool. Oh, my new
2: book. My new book is just finished. Um, it's finished right now. It's called Motivated. Motivated. And it's going to. Yeah, it's going to print, and it'll be here in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Um, let's do this, man. Some well, pre-release copies of. <clears throat> yeah. uh, Motivated. Third bite bite-sized book. It's called Motivated. It's what I spoke on. If you were at Hustle and Grind, I spoke on motivate. Uh, you You know, finding your it. I promise you, this is going to be the best one yet. It was just finished. We just proofed it, and uh, so how about this? We give away ten copies of Motivated Today. Sweet! If you share the show, we're going like to pull and share it out. the show,
0: like and share the show, and get your name in the hat. Mm. So, okay, well, let's go to uh, break real quick. Lou, take us to our commercial break. We'll be right back with our amazing panel: Bill we'll Hav, Mike Phillips, Corey Mosley, and Melissa Diaz. Next. Yeah.
2: Lou had me off the screen the whole time. And then he told hey, then he told yeah. me I'm gonna let y'all in on a little bit of house cleaning this year. I'm gonna call you out live on the radio. I was off the screen. I thought it was just me looking when I was looking at the monitor. I you thought, can see Man. your hand. Yeah, I'm like like halfway off the screen and then when I get commercial, Lou's like, Hey, move over a little bit. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that? He's like, Well you can see yourself, can't you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I'm
2: Dave Villa, I am host, co host,
0: and producer. <laughs> Man. Yes.
2: You want to bring our guest on?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's welcome to the show. We've got uh, Bill Hav, floor manager, trusted vehicle advisor at Auto Approved. Mm -hmm. We've got Mike Phillips, digital marketing and business development executive at McCluskey Motors. We've got Corey Mosley, founder of Fearless Entrepreneurship Society and Mosley Strategy Group. We've got Melissa Chevy Gal Diaz, regional event coordinator at Cell College Automotive Sales and Marketing <clears throat> Training. Gentlemen and lady, please welcome to the show. Say hello. Hey, hey. Hey,
2: hey, what's up, guys? Hey, hey, guys.
0: There we go. I love it. All at the same time. That's how <laughs> we plan it. So... Uh, there we go. Hey, yeah. Welcome everyone we're to actually, the show. We're
3: actually holding hands. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. I wish we could figure that out. Uh, but uh, hey, let's go real quick. Let's go first to Corey Mosley. Uh, money bags. Yeah. My, Come on now. Money bags. Oh, no. uh, don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have dollar bills floating across the screen in a second, Corey. So, so here's the thing. You know, um, it's been a while, Corey. You know what? Um, Wow, one of, the, one of the most respected gentlemen in the auto industry and beyond uh, is Corey Mosley. And, uh, Corey, today we're really talking about how to embrace the value of your position in a dealership and really how to impact the dealership. And I know, Corey, as, as a trainer and uh, motivator that you are, uh, t- talk about how important it is to, you know, sometimes we have our eye on the next level, but really embracing and how individually we can impact a store uh, no matter what position we're in.
4: <laughs> so, uh, good to be back also, uh, although I've been trying to retire that moniker you started. Uh, uh, no one has whispered that in a long time since I came. <laughs> <So> <laughs> thanks for bringing that back. But um, I, I, I think um, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me on. And my I would say a couple things to that. Number one, um, I want to give credit to Robin Sharma because this is his kind of term, but it's very... Um, It's very good for the point today. And he talks about the idea of leading without title, Mm. right? Mm. The idea that we don't have to hold the title. And it's super interesting because in our business, I've literally been in meetings where we have a debate about the person's title being wrong on a website. Mm. Uh, Oh no, I'm the sales director and not just sales manager. Somebody needs to get that updated immediately. Like, so there is this ecosystem you know, David, you talked about uh, business inside of a business, right, inside of the car business. There is this ecosystem where having the title um, or what your title is determines what impact that you can have. And mm-hmm. certainly that shouldn't be the case, especially for people who um, want to go in a different direction or want to grow inside of their position. Frankly, I'm 20 years in this business, and I would never even be in a position to be introduced um, you know, as as a core part of the business or as an important part of our industry, um, if I had not gone in the direction, which at that time was the Internet and, and the BDC departments, if I didn't take on that task that nobody wanted at the time I was selling cars, nobody wanted to deal with the Internet, um, if I didn't go in that direction or not worry about my title or what's going to happen if I do this, if I didn't take the approach of this is an area that our dealer, our owner wants to to invest in and make important. So I'm going to go do the best I can with it. If I hadn't had that attitude, then I certainly wouldn't be positioned today to influence anybody, motivate anybody, activate anybody or anything. So I think it becomes a huge mindset perspective on what you're trying to accomplish inside of the dealership, whatever your role is. And not just from the standpoint of the, the, the kind of lines that we say, you know, dress for the job you want, not the job you have, all that stuff is cool. Mm-hmm. But but the truth is that attitude that you take that believes wherever you are today doesn't have to be where you are tomorrow. And if that's the attitude that we're taking in the mindset that I think anything's truly possible. And that's the responsibility of our leaders to continue to develop their people in that direction.
2: Yeah. Well said, Corey. It, you know, I... I <laughs> I love, I love organic conversation. And, you know, I think that, you know, when you get people that we have on the show, Dave, you and I together, we can, we can have a dialogue that happens organically and spontaneously. So this is what, this is what's happening right now. So I'm going to take it a direction I feel, Corey, based on this dialogue that we've had. And so I hear leadership and And I and let me kind of just i am gonna come back to you for a second I want you to maybe maybe add to that and then we'll go to Mike and bill and Melissa because this is a great conversation for everyone on this panel to have because we have different positions um, we have different uh you know different experience um, and then of course you being in the dealership for so long Corey and then now consulting to dealers and helping and training and then someone like Melissa same way but she's also You know, uh, someone that's helping dealerships, but also as a woman in this business from so many different perspectives. But I hear leadership at any time ever that I've ever, ever, ever promoted somebody the right way. It's because they deserve it. And it's because they have done the work and, 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 and it was noticed before the position was ever given. And then going back to the comment you made about you know dressing for the position you want versus the position you have, I mean, it sounds good. It's a good line, right, that you and I have heard in the motivational circles, it, it resonates well, right? It, it's good for a book, but the reality is it's almost the wrong thinking if, 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 you, if you don't get the meaning behind it because then you have somebody that's jockeying for position instead of, and in, 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 in that's obvious in itself as well. And those people, if the position is not either given up front or quickly given, aren't hanging around a long time either. So I I, I see this, you know, you said, hey, I do something that I did something that needed to be done because my dealer at that time wanted it this way. And I was willing to go first. And, And so many people, Corey, aren't willing to do that. But everybody on this panel and everyone that is successful has done that, will do that. And, and, and does that. And so to anyone listening, if you, the number one question, Corey, and I'll go back to you on this, that we're asked, I'm asked, and I know probably you as well, how do I make it? how did you get to where you are? You know, what's the secret? What do I need to do, man? I've been doing this and dah, da And I say that that's the secret, what you just said, do what others are unwilling to do because it's just the right thing to do. And somebody will notice you.
4: and the other thing to have consideration for is there's something to be said for zigging when other people are zagging Mm, come on when when i get asked that question as i often do um with our industry my answer is always that i had a decision to make i could have tried to spend the next 10 15 years in the business and ascend through managers or wait for opportunities or get shots in the business (laughs) Or I could go in an area where no one had the answers, um, try to come up with some great answers, and then accelerate my career in a direction that um, might not have been possible for me inside the dealer environment. And That was a decision I have to make because one of the challenges in our business, I'll use the word challenge today instead of problem, is that when it comes to management in our business, once you get the title of manager, for some reason in the auto industry, you get to keep it forever regardless if you're actually good or not. So you can put manager on your resume for the next twenty years. Doesn't matter if you were the worst manager ever touched foot in a store or you were the greatest one. We get to keep that title. So there's such a, a challenge in our business as to discerning the difference between manager, leader, coach, which coaching is not taught in the dealership. So there's a lot of sales managers who now become de facto coaches never get co- never get <clears throat> taught on how to coach. And I think all of these things drive that ecosystem when you're looking for leadership, when someone says, we can't keep good people, we can't find good people, mm-hmm. um, Corey, we offer them all this money and they won't stay. All of these things drive that because we put money first in a lot of instances and we don't think about the culture. That's and I good. think when you think about, especially when I think about the panel, um, as you get their input in a second, mm-hmm. um, these are all people who... I believe I know I know several of them on the panel, but these are all people who um, care about culture. Yeah. Working to create culture and work in good cultures or try to manifest that. And I think that's a huge word moving forward to, to consider.
0: Well done. Yeah, yeah, great points, Corey. And you know, I love the fact that, and we'll go to Bill Have, but I love the fact that, you know, Corey talked out and I remember the time when the internet came along for dealers and, and there, there became a focus in creating a new business development department at the at the dealership and, 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 and Corey's absolutely right. I mean that was not the place that most people wanted to be and, and kudos <laughs> for recognizing how he could impact a store. Let's go to Bill Have and talk about, you know, as a as a manager How do you communicate to your salespeople and to others in the dealership how important their role is and how they can impact a store in the role that they're in? Because I'm a really big believer that you can absolutely have a huge impact no matter what position you're in. Go ahead, Bill.
5: Yeah, thank you guys for having me back again. It's great great to be on the show. And I just want to say, man, after uh, hustling RhymeCon and seeing David Zillow light it up, I was a raving fan advocate of David's before that. But now I am probably one of his biggest fans after seeing him speak. So, so David, thank you for that speech, man. I was, I could, if I reached out, I could have touched you. So it was pretty, it was thank pretty you, awesome man. to be that close and, and feel the passion coming from you. So I just want to say that real quick. Thank but you, when it comes to the culture of the store, I mean, it's so important. When I left a franchise dealership to come to an independent dealership. I mean I was, it was a big smack in the face to the you know the culture and how it's so different um, I mean just going from a 30,000 square foot building you know to a 2,000 square foot everybody better get along and better brand good attitude because you know at a franchise you cannot see somebody for a week if you don't really like them or get along with them but at a, at, a, at an independent you know you're sitting next to them you know or could reach out and touch them you know so you better brand good attitude every day to work um, so some of the things that I've done and implemented since I've got here to change the culture was when I first got here, I man. The management staff they they were uh, kind of the used car stereotypical people that you would you would see um, or think of when you think of bad car guys. So coming here and implementing my culture, they ended up you know getting rid of themselves because they weren't about Facebook, they weren't about social media, they weren't about doing videos and creating Raven fan advocates. You know, if somebody had an issue with their car, no lie, their reaction was, "Well, that's going to happen when you buy a used car." So for me to come where I'm here, I got here in February and it's now, um, you know, in November, the culture has done a 180 and um, having an owner like Ali, though, it definitely helps because not only am I a salesman, not only am I a marketer, not only am I a a consultant to a certain extent with my, you know, inexperience or, you know, only having four years in the business, I'm, I'm an ambassador for his business, you know, and basically I just have his best interest. And when everybody has that same mindset of having the owner's best interest, and then there's you know the store's best interest, I think it creates a, a great culture. And you know, having having the content that we put out, and just having fun at the dealership, man. I mean, we have a videographer, and we're always using relevance marketing. Shout out to my boy Jonathan Dawson for teaching me relevance marketing. You know, with uh, with doing the Avengers video and the cheated video, and just putting out some great content, creating a great culture, and just having fun every single day at work.
2: It's good stuff. Speaking of uh, Jonathan Dawson, I know Melissa. You are. Uh, I want to go to you and, and and two things. You know, look really looking at where what we're talking about here. Looking at the fact that, you know, you are uh, you you are um, not only helping dealers on the vendor side now, but you know even in your your days on the retail side, being a female in the business, you know, or a very successful uh, person in this business that happens to be a female. I want to I want to kind of go to you and ask you, you know. What's your take on the special people—male, female, old, young, millennial, non? It doesn't really matter. There's there's some in ev- in every category that are special. They 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 just they're just they have it—the it factor. You know, um, wh- Why do you think that 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 there are some that are willing to, and then others that maybe? Go home and say, "Man, I need to make some more money," or "I need to make another sale," or "I need to do this." But they're just—they're just really not willing. And have you—have you ever thought about the reasons behind this? And I know we're kind of getting deep a little bit here, but what are—you know—I want you to maybe weigh in on it. And—and you know—and maybe even as you go into some stores and you consult and you set up events, you know, what is your take on some of the reasons uh, more people are are unwilling to do what is—it's necessary, right—to—to make a change for the positive in their career? Melissa, we'll go to you on that.
1: Sure. So I think um, a few different things. Uh number one and something that I live by is if you're not if this is not your passion, if this is not what you are wanting to do, you know, you're you're never going to really pull a hundred percent or a hundred and twenty percent of it. You know, you're you're gonna sit there and you're gonna just kinda half play do it and um and what that does is, uh, speaking even on the culture side of it, it starts to bring down the culture because you're not you're not putting everything you can. But then you take people um, like the Bill has, or you know, or people that you see and, and you know that they have that it about it, and you could, and it's like a oozing out of them. They want to learn everything they possibly can. They're willing to be flexible. They're innovative. Um, they're and they're genuine. And that I think the, the genuineness of it, you know, just the want to to make a change in their lives, to make a change in the industry, in the culture at their stores, that is what sets somebody apart. And when I walk into stores, I know, I know when I speak to people, the, the way that they carry themselves, the things that they've done, the excitement that they have when it comes to um, being open to training on, on unique techniques. As much like Phil, I was saying, there's a, a lot of stores that I walk into that they are you know still very unfamiliar with a lot of the newer techniques and using facebook and uh, doing facebook live let's say from a customer's profile you know to get referrals and they kind of get scared or nervous but the ones that even get scared and nervous but they have a genuine passion those are the ones that will do it and those are the ones that you see um just really grow and build uh, up the success ladder a lot quicker than others
2: uh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, Dave, let me ask you a question. I know you're to go to Mike or what have you, but, you know, do you think that it's, uh, you know, I was just thinking when Melissa was commenting on that, you know, you have somebody that's a rock star, you know, Bill Have, for instance, you know, Bill Have has probably, probably ruffled the feathers, not in, in inadvertently ruffled the feathers of many of GSMs, you know, or sales managers that were old thinkers, you know, that maybe were intimidated by him. And I want to mm-hmm. kind of speak to that for a minute. You know, in this industry, are they, you know, an owner? You know, sometimes has to. We used to call it the sacred cow. Has to maybe sacrifice the sacred cow in some capacity if there's to be a change. Meaning, if someone like a bill comes in to a store where there's where the, the owner says, "Okay, I'm interviewing you. I'm hiring you. I want to make a change." But then there's somebody that's there, that's intimidated by this energy and this in this attraction that Bill's bringing. You know, because he's a, he's magnetic, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, don't you think that that's still is an issue that maybe. Some owners are, uh, even if they're, even if they maybe they're unaware, but even if they are aware, they're maybe unwilling to, uh, uh, to deal with.
0: Well, I think so. It's not an easy thing to deal with as an owner. Why do you think? I mean, because I, I think you, you know, when you've had an employee around or a successful employee that's been around for years, even if they start to sort of fade in their production or they're, you know, not staying current and, and, uh, you know. And they can ultimately, you know, unfortunately, become a cancer or cost a dealer money. And I like to point, know: are they really
2: a successful employee, though, or well, have they, well, has, has it played out? You it, know I mean? it's
0: it's it's probably in what the scenario you're describing I've seen mm-hmm. before. And yes, it's played out at one time. And you know, it goes back to loyalty, and mm-hmm. and it's not easy to pull the trigger when you're in that situation as an owner. But um, but I think when well, you, success is never easy, it, is it? it? yeah, no, it's never easy. Right, part of being a leader, you have to mm-hmm. make those decisions Toughness. sometimes. And uh, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I'm a big believer in keeping the, you know, the engine rolling full steam ahead. Uh, so, uh, you know, whatever that takes, not not to be ruthless, but, you know, uh, have a great culture, but keep that keep that steam engine going. Uh, so let's go to Mike on that. You know, and one of the things that I'll say, because, you know, you, you kind of asked Melissa a little bit uh, in this direction. And Bill kind of brought it up when he talked about having... You know coming to work and having the owner's best interest at heart over yours and i think that's kind of a big deal i think that says a lot uh about a person's character and you know i used to always say it's it's the it's the salesperson that's walking across the lot and sees a piece of garbage and reaches over and picks it up or someone that comes in uh for you know a part uh doesn't point them down the hall to the parts department but actually physically walks them down and introduces them to the parts department uh that's the person that typically lines up in leadership but let's go to mike and mike you've heard a lot already why don't you weigh in for a moment
3: i'm taking notes man i love this topic this is like the best thing ever you, you guys said, hey, we're going to talk about automotive stuff, and it's really automotive leadership. And for, first off, thank you guys for having me um, back on the show uh, Been on once or twice, and I think it's, it's awesome. You guys have such a great show that gives back to our, our whole community. But one of the things that I'm listening, and you're saying, okay, about the the other people and, and the, the existing leadership and the dealer principles and the people that have come up over a lengthy time in the automotive industry, one of the things that I think people like Bill have, Bill have has it, not the car, but I'll use your tagline, Bill, is I think that somebody like him knows how to make other people bigger than himself so that he can manage the ecosystem, not the ecosystem, but the ecosystem that takes place in the dealership. Because like you said earlier, I think it was Corey when he started, he says, well, once you get the manager title, then you're always a manager, right? It's like winning an Oscar. Like, oh, hey, I, uh, I was a manager, so I've, I've got this. And I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I know you guys can't see me. I asked Lou to go on camera because I could pretend I was holding the Oscar right now. But <laughs> once you get that title, it's like you are constantly, well, you're, you're forever a manager. It's like once you've won an Oscar, well, you're an Oscar winner, right? Yeah. And so I think one of the big things is you end up with people that have that mentality in the dealership, and then you end up with people like the Bill Havs or the I saw Sean Hayes go through here on the, the, uh, the sidebar and, and so many other people that are saying, hey, look, it's not about being, quote-unquote, disruptive. It's that they're making other people larger than themselves so that they make that person's goals important to them, they make that person's goals big to them, mm-hmm. and then what happens is all they do is they do what they do best. We're all salespeople, right? They sell that other person on how they can accomplish things that they – the bill halves of the industry and, and the like want to get done.
2: Yeah, uh, very well said. First of all, man, thanks for coming on, Mike, and, and uh, great point. And it, this is a great topic. It's leadership. You know, a couple of comments, and I'll go back to Corey on this. Uh, we got some comments that have come in, um, and uh, maybe Lou can get ready to scroll up. I'm going to read one, Lou, right where it is there. Um, Ivan Velasquez, Ivan's, uh, he said something I think rings very true, Corey, but he said being a disrupt, we're talking about management, like someone like Bill that comes in, you know, it's dynamic, but but even, he said, a disruptive sales rep can sometimes intimidate managers. Absolutely. And, and, Corey, I want you to kind of put that in your back pocket for a second, and then, you know, maybe we could discuss why in the world. Like, I mean, I mean, is it, well, let's just stop there for a second before we need any more comments, Corey. I mean, okay, so you're a manager, and you're paid. Most managers, right, are paid someone on the bottom line. You're paid on production. You know, hey, listen, we've got to hit these numbers, you know, what have you. That's part of your pay plan. And here you are, you got a rock star that comes in, right, that's a, that's, that's, that's a great salesperson. But let's just say they're disruptive, and that's not a bad thing. That's, I, don't, I don't mean they're walking into their underwear, you know, showing up drunk to work. I'm talking about disruptive from a, from like, a, right, making things happen out of the box. Why, Corey, would a sales manager be intimidated possibly by a disruptive salesperson, why does that exist? I mean, is it, is it a fear of job, to, to take a job over? Are they gonna outshine them? What, why do you think, Corey?
4: So I think it's pretty simple, actually. People are scared by what they don't know or mm. what they're not familiar with. And where we may use the word disruptor, I might use the word progressive. Mm. Um, it's crazy to think that I can remember uh, working with, I've been working with dealers for 14 years so on the consulting side I can remember when I was sitting there um, talking to the IT vendor about the web sense blockers that they were putting on the and how proud the dealer was that he was blocking Facebook and blocking YouTube from being uh, shown or, or, or used inside the store I remember that time so to fast forward and now be in an environment where we have a bill where we have a kidding land term. we have in a lease or these people that have uh, that have come out and really leverage social media to so the benefit it's pretty significant but what that does is it takes the quote-unquote old guard and I don't mm-hmm. say old by age because I know 66 year old general managers who are crushing it on social media mm-hmm. but old guard by way of mentality mm-hmm. that then goes I don't know what this is I don't know what's gonna happen what if What if Bill replaces me one day, which Bill is probably already just using him as the example on the show today, but Bill has already replaced some sales manager that wasn't getting it done or or wasn't progressive-minded or progressive thinking. And a quote I often carry around with in in my presentations is, those who hate change will hate irrelevance a lot more.
2: (laughs) That's good.
0: Yeah, I like that. Come on, man.
2: That's That's good stuff.
0: So I wanna take a little bit a little bit of a curveball here, Dave. Just have a little bit of fun for a moment. And let's I wanna ask each of the panelists and it doesn't have to be the position you're in. It doesn't even have to be the position you aspire to be in or or and I don't even think that applies with this group anyway, but the bottom line is I wanna know from each and every one of you, what is your favorite position in a dealership on the front end of a store and why? So we'll go to uh, we'll go to Bill Have, I'll put the pressure on you to answer that first. But what do you think would be your favorite position and why? Um, and again, doesn't have to be a job that you necessarily want, but just let's talk about that for a moment.
5: Yeah, no, there's no pressure at all, brother. Because I mean, my favorite position is being the top sales guy on the floor at the dealership. You know, so my position is I'm a floor manager because I didn't accept the sales manager position because my favorite position is being the, the top sales guy, the top producer. And, um, you know, I like, I like being the face of a dealership. So if I sat behind a desk desk and deals all day, I, I couldn't still do what I do and create the content I do and give away cars like I do and raise money and, you know, use dashboard diaries anymore or do the referral checks with the hashtag if you're broke, it ain't my fault. See? You know, people think of auto-proof the and they think of Bill have. So that's my favorite position by far in the dealership, man. You
0: know what? That's exactly why I wanted to ask this question because that's what we were talking about, how you can impact a store no matter what the position and how every position in the dealership can be the best position uh, for a particular person. So at at that moment, let's go to Mike Phillips. Mike, what do you think, man? What's the best? What's your favorite position in the store and uh, and why?
3: My favorite position in the store is by far either – Some would call it floor manager, some would call it closer. I I think it's that uh, middle management position that so many stores have, or, or is viewed as a quote unquote middle management position that so many stores have, because you can manage and spend time making an impact with customers, you can spend time uh, impacting the sales, like you have a real impact with salespeople if you take it seriously and you have the opportunity to train with them and grow them, and the goal is to get them to that position. You can manage up because the, your your store managers, in most cases, are looking to you to you, you know you, you bridge the gap between that person and the sales team, that person and the customer. Uh, you, you, that you know, perfectly said. You, yeah, so that, that's my favorite position for sure.
0: That's awesome. That's well awesome. Well
3: said, man. That's, that's perfect.
0: Yeah, let's go to Melissa. Melissa, what what's yours? Yeah. um Basically,
1: the same one, um, I, I believe a unique thing is even as, for instance, a, like a BDC manager, a lot of the times you're working with people who didn't quite um, know that they wanted to get into the automotive industry, and you're able to show them how this industry can make an impact on their lives, how it can change them, um, and, and how much opportunity they have. Um, in the past, when I worked with um, agents, I found that they didn't necessarily believe in themselves the way they should have or understand our industry. And just being able to um, impact people in that way has always
0: been something that really meant a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, that's. those are all great comments. And I think, Dave, for me, uh, I kind of saved Corey for the last because I'm, I think I'm most intrigued as to how he's going to respond. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but, uh, <laughs> but let's go, Corey. What's the favorite position in the store and why?
4: Yellow principal.
0: <laughs> Come on. Corey, wants to, Corey says I'm willing to start at the top. <laughs> The dealer of principle is the favorite position because that's where every de- ultimately that's where every decision
4: gets made. That's where the checks get signed. That's where business gets authorized. That's where I mean that's the deal. So any any influence there's no influence greater than than the decider, the ultimate. There's no. There's, I, I find this interesting because it's an interesting question. But there's no greater decider than someone who can end the conversation with, "It's my name on the building." <laughs> and there's nothing more powerful than that to me. And everything that typically everyone is able to do, they're able to do because the decider is bought in on that idea. So Bill, what's one of the first things Bill said when he talked about everything he's been able to do at Auto Approve? He's got a super supportive owner,
3: right? Mm-hmm.
4: Everything that people are able to do. Mike Phillips was on the call, right? Mike is doing some great things outside of automotive, some great things with leadership. If he had an owner that was like, dude, just do your job only. I don't want to see you out here on social media and all this other stuff, he would not be able to grow and develop himself. So that's the – I mean, that at the end of the day is really the key because any progressive idea, any progressive action, anything that needs to get done, any future looking ahead all comes from the
2: decider. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. And you know, I want to. So cribs threw a curveball, so I'm going to throw one in. And, and kind of along the same topic there. But I want to ask this. I mean, we do this here. So I want to. I want to. I want to throw out. You know, what would happen? And maybe there's some dealerships. Maybe you guys are, are doing this. This word collaboration, right? Um, writing books in the last year and a half, like we have here. I've, you know, I've, I've really gotten to know that word a lot. You know, I have. Um, a lot of our employees. I mean, I gravitate to sales and marketing by nature as a CEO, but there's so there's areas that I kind of stick around, and, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way in whatever areas, whether those are the same or different. Um, and and but there's 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 a, there's, a, there's the opportunity for me to collaborate with individuals. And I used to not do this. I, I was I was somebody that basically from the, ran it from the top down years ago. You know, over a decade ago, I stopped, and and it was my way or the highway. And you know, a lot of times it was the highway. And it wasn't like me saying go. was They left, you know. And um, today we have a, a very collaborative environment. I love that. I want to say, what would a dealership do if they had a, a collaboration, But not, not just with a group of sales managers, like not just sales managers getting into a room, right, like lathering each other up, talking about the same thing, but having someone in the room that might disagree with you. You know, uh, for instance, you know, get in the room with a group of people that, hey, when we're in this room, the gloves are off. You're able to disagree. When we leave, we're gonna, there's going to be a decision, right? There has to be a head. There has to be a decision, Corey, going back to the dealer, going back to the person. But we're go, in this room, we're able to disagree with one another. You're able to tell me I suck. Hey, listen, that's, that, just, that just doesn't make any sense. I don't recommend it. Which, by the way, it took me a while to not get mad at that. But, I, but I've given people permission to do that. And, uh, and so my question is, what would happen if a dealership did that? What would happen if we collaborated that way? You know, in this this videographer you're talking about, Bill, was involved in that meeting. And maybe the, the sales manager, maybe maybe this person over here, you know, and, and this culture person that's at your dealership was involved. And the owner said, I, I don't, I want to do this because I want to see my dealership grow. And it's going to blow every dealership away, every dealership away on dealer row. What do you think about that? Somebody want to take a swing at that?
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without Ali Master. That was why I left where I was to come here because he is—he's a millennial for one. He's ready, you know, to to shake up the car industry locally to where we're at and and do some wild things. We would not be able to do what we do without him. Absolutely not.
2: That's awesome. How about you, Mike? Melissa, I mean, or Melissa? Go to Melissa first. Melissa, I mean, what? You want to take a swing at that? I mean, what? I mean, you're in dealerships. What would do, What would happen if a dealership really, truly, really, truly embraced that that philosophy?
1: So, I mean, I've seen i some that have already started to embrace that philosophy. And I remember even when I was in the dealership, um, you know, my my GM made me read uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I don't know if any of you have ever read that. But it talks a lot about... That's the book I was talking talks, about. No matter what position... Okay, there we go. Yeah, so no matter what position you're in, uh, you know, you're know, you just talking about uh, what you think is going to grow you, what you think is going to uh, make sense. And instead of all of us holding weight because of the title, it's more about how can we grow together um, and, and build off. I, I think that it's important. I think that that's actually something that should be looked at and should be part of uh, every every dealership.
2: You know, it's funny. I'm, that was the book that Patrick Lacion is the uh, author in their fables. And I've got the five books, One, disfun- five dysfunctions of a team. The other is the five temptations of a CEO. And one of the temptations of a CEO or CEO, general manager, dealer, whoever's in charge, it's same thing. And one of the temptations that, and that's where I got that thought from, was the the desire. This was, this was the temptation, by the way. The temptation was the desire for harmony in your leadership team. That was the tip. That sounds like a good thing, right? To, I desire harmony in my leadership team, but that was the temptation, and to the point where nobody felt the freedom to say what they really wanted to say. But but given that freedom in in within that context of that room, it allows. I promise you, there's ideas I have that aren't good, you know, and there's ideas that I have that are good. And and but every idea I have is not. And if I think I have the Midas touch, right? Like a lot of people that are in charge think, then I'm then I'm just fooling myself, right? Everything I touch doesn't turn to gold, but when you have a team around you, we're we're, we're stronger together. And I believe that was in the words of Kelly Clarkson. But no, that was what what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But anyway, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but but either way, you know Kelly's Kelly's husband, hus- husband there, Blake Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah, Blake, 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 and uh, and Amanda or right. Miranda. Okay, so
0: we'll go back to I want to go back to Corey for just a second because you know one of the things that I see that's very refreshing after being in, involved in the auto industry for so long is that you know we're seeing in leadership um, sort of a, a passing away of. The leaders who just come in and shout the orders, and you know, uh, it's it's my way or the highway, like Dave mentioned before. Uh, Especially in dealerships, I think this is a big deal. I think we're more educated than ever, and now we're seeing leadership that actually, you know, is trying to make an impact on not only culture, but they understand there's value in employee, and, and and we're seeing them invest in self development of their employees. Corey, you're you're in you know involved with many dealers. Are you seeing more of that and you know what does that look like? How do you feel about it? The change?
4: I'm um, honestly, I you know, I wish my answer, the great answer would be to say yes, um, but I'm not sure that that's the case. I mean, first off, let me say, typically my my typical phone call is not, "Hey, Corey, everything's great. We're burning on all cylinders. Our team's fantastic. Our culture's great. We're selling a lot of cars. We're doing everything right online. Can you come in and help us?" Mm-hmm. So that's not the typical call. So it's. It is generally the reverse. Mm. I will say that my message is, right, coaching and development. My message is mentorship, not management. The thing that we find, I've talked about this for an ADA, is – 89% eighty nine percent of people within this survey ecosystem of employees on a on a general scale, not automotive specific, but on a general scale, when it came to the topic of coaching, eighty nine percent gave feedback that they favor coaching in the workplace, but when asked are they getting coached properly in their opinion, they determined that only thirty two percent actually knew how to coach. So that goes back to one of my fundamental points when we opened, is that This idea of management becomes great, who was good with the pencil, who can work the Sharpie the best, now today, who can work the e desk or spit out the quotes in the computer, who can TO the best in terms of that management structure. I would certainly love to see more people going in that direction, and it's happening, but my perspective on what I deal with on a day-to-day basis is not really the CRM or the other things, it's the human capital and how we kind of approach that. When you think about the training side, let's talk about that for one second as it relates to leadership. How is it that you've got all your salespeople in your training, but your managers are too busy to participate? How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> right? Guy comes come to me the other day in a store. It's like, oh, you know, I'm on your online program. It's really helping me. I'm using this word track. I'm using that. Thank you so much. I'm new to the business. Great. Fantastic. I appreciate that. I look over to his manager, and his manager's got no clue. What the guy's talking about? Because his manager's not giving the information.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I me, mean, Dave, and I were in a dealership a couple a couple months ago, where that happened. Remember, Dave, the second day, yeah. the yeah. first day, one manager was two teams and two managers. One manager was in there. The next day, the other manager, she just uh, sent her people in there and had no part of it. And and you know, and and right. fist from the head down. So when I sat down, and the the main uh, person that brought us in, uh, which which was more of a fixed operations person, asked my assessment on it. And then uh, I told him, you know, and uh, I don't believe that manager is there anymore. So I believe, uh, you know, I believe that that's that's just imperative. Corey, um, thank you for being on, too. Before we go, I'm going to give us, you know, I know that you serve dealerships and the companies in general. So uh, let our audience know. First of all, man, welcome back. I know you were on often uh, back in the day. I know you're extremely busy now. We want to thank you for coming back on. I'd love to have you on more often. Um, It's really good catching up with you. Uh, What a wealth of knowledge. But can you let our listeners know how they can reach out to you if they need more information, if they'd like some help? Um, And uh, I know you're, you know, I highly recommend you. Um, So if you could uh, just give your information and best information that someone can reach you by that's watching.
4: Well, listen, real quick. First, I want to thank you guys for having me back on. Congratulations on a new book coming out. And I'd love to see how ADL um, has developed. I uh, listen, I thought I was I thought I was banned because you know I have that other <laughs> show on that other place. No I, don't know if I was I don't know if I was
2: banned on No no man. No no
4: no, sir, no, no. no, no, no. Uh, we
0: love that other place. Yeah, we love that other place too. We're gonna have them on actually very, I, soon, very yeah. soon Yeah we are. Yeah. Awesome.
4: Awesome. I um, will listen my my um, my automotive contacts very simple. mostly dot um, is where you find me, Corey at Mosley Automotive um we've got a ton of free content on there we got any anybody who knows me um that's on here knows i do just about anything i can uh to help our industry so um they can reach me there and social media is pretty much cory mosley except instagram where there's a lovely lady who has my name by marriage that is blonde and doesn't look anything like me i'm official cory mosley on instagram thanks
3: <laughs>
2: awesome man well thank you thanks thank you Corey. so much cory thank you so much and uh Let's go to Mike Phillips for your closing remarks, Mike. And then, uh, you know, when you're finished with your closing remarks, I know you're at a dealership, but also you do a podcast. I'm going to be on this podcast uh, coming up here next week, man. I look forward to that. And I've um, and, uh, been looking forward to that for a while. And, uh, Mike, so do this, man. Give us your closing remarks. Let everybody know what you got going on in case they want to follow, follow you and, uh, and check out your content.
3: Absolutely. Thank you guys uh, again. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm just concerned that Cribs uh, is able to breathe again. He was really
0: struggling there a minute ago. I don't know what they, got into him. They, the, the, I, I don't know, man. I think yeah, Occasionally, I you guys cannot left. see what's going on behind the camera with blue and, and whatnot. But go, go ahead. I yeah. apologize for losing my composure. No, I was no, trying no, to do no. it as, as good hilarious. as I could. Uh, the, so I, I want to just really
3: quick answer the question, David, you asked about people getting into the room mm-hmm. and it, it's really, really simple is it's a Colin Powell quote and our dealer principal has it hanging on his wall. He says, when we're debating an issue, loyalty means giving me your honest opinion, whether you think I'll like it or not. Disagreement mm-hmm. stimulates me, but once the decision's been made from the, the debate and from that point on loyalty means executing the decision as if it were your own. So I think you would create more loyalty. In the dealership environment, if it, you know if more dealers did that,
2: great, um, great, I love that for one. And it, it's hanging on our dealer
3: principal's wall, man, and he, we, we do that, and it's something that can be a lot of fun. And there's sometimes it's not so fun, but it's always it's always a growth opportunity. So, uh, and for anybody to get a hold of me, I'm all over every uh, social media outlet. Just about everyone, you can look me up, Mike Phillips, on Facebook. On about every other social platform, I'm lead the team, and yeah, David will be joining me for my podcast next week. Sometimes when I go off, my my normal times Wednesday evenings, mm-hmm. and if I go off that time, then what it becomes it becomes special edition. So we're going to do a special edition episode next Wednesday morning, David. Nice. So,
2: I'm looking uh, forward yeah, to
3: I'd it. Love to connect with anybody.
2: Nice. Thank awesome. you, Mike. Thank I'm,
3: you, I'm Mike. looking forward to it too. Thank you. My
0: pleasure. Alright, we'll go to uh, Bill Hav for your closing uh, comments, and then we'll wrap it up with Melissa. Go ahead, Bill.
5: Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Um, And the way to get a hold of me would be to follow me on Facebook um, on Bill Hav. My business page is Bill Hav Auto Proof. I hit my 5,000 max friends last week, so you have to hit follow oh, wow. and not, not send me a friend request. But um, real quick, I just wanted to put a plug in for my car giveaway, I'm giving my fourth car away um, for the fourth year in a row to a family in need. Mm. I started to go find the account and donated $25 of my own money into it. So on December 21st, I'm trying to, or I will be giving away a free car to a family in need, hopefully a third row, hopefully uh, a mom and a dad or a single mom with a couple kids and you know save somebody the struggle of walking in the cold to get eggs and milk and diapers. So um, it's going to be pretty awesome. So please follow me on my Facebook for that video. It'd Can be really we cool to go the GoFundMe account and set up
2: there? Hey, when, are you, when are you giving that away, Bill? December twenty first. December twenty. Uh, so 20- I have the GoFundMe up now. Can you post yeah, that? Can you post that, that link? Would you mind posting that link yeah, into absolutely. the uh, feed here? And listen, so if you're watching, guys, um, some, most of you guys know this, or a lot of you do, um, but uh, Bill does this every year. And you know what? We're gonna. And I told you when I saw you hustle and grind. And uh, you just reminded me, so I want to make sure that we participate in that as well. We will post it on that link, uh, and um, it's for great cause. You know, how awesome is it, Bill, have is 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 blessing, and, and you have a part, to, you have the ability to do this, blessing somebody that doesn't have, you know, with a vehicle. That's amazing, man, a great, great uh, um, great heart. So um, if you don't mind posting that, man. And uh, But go ahead. I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, Absolutely. You
5: no no absolutely and thank you so much um you know you really inspired me at hustle and GrindCon, so um, i appreciated your speech more than you probably know and um the first year i gave away my personal car second year was a $1,500 car last year i donated 1500 to a me and we raised 5000 so this year i up the ante and donated 2500 of my own money and we're trying to raise $10,000 if 750 people can donate $10 we would end up with $10,000 so all i'm asking for is $10 obviously you can donate more you know but if, if every dollar helps if you donated two bucks i be happy so thank nice. you guys for having me on thank you for letting me you know promote that and uh, i
2: appreciate you guys
0: yeah appreciate yeah. you man thank you bill thanks so much <clears throat> and uh, we'll wrap you, it bill. up with uh we'll wrap it up with melissa the chevy gal diaz hey david i wanted to say
1: thank you as well this is uh, the second time i'm on your show and when i started i was uh, no, as the Chevy gal. Um, but for those of you who are looking to connect with me, uh, maybe you want to find out some more information on psychology or the conference that we have coming up in December in Alabama, um, you can actually look up hashtag the cookie car lady and I'll pop right up. Um, and please message me. I'd love to uh, have a discussion if you have any questions um, or if maybe you want to come and attend. And again, it's just hashtag the cookie car lady. And
2: um, that's the best way to reach me. Are there? I, I should know this because I'm on social media everywhere. But I don't. Is we have a team that posts a lot, so I'm not viewing as much as I, I'd like to. So I may sound very ignorant, and I might get laughed at by everybody watching. But are there cookies involved, like in that? I mean, I, I love cookies. So I mean, like, like there's a there's a commercial oh, there's here. Cookies involved. Come on, <laughs> that sounds really good. I mean, so come on. So what I do? Yeah. So really
1: quickly, yeah, really quickly, what it is is. Um, First of all, in, in getting hired with topology, there's um, some backstory to it. Uh, I used cookies as part of uh, a technique to get a call back. But
0: actually I would hire you too. Yeah, that's, that works. Cash actually works better for me. <laughs> most
1: of your vendors are know this, that when you're in the dealership and uh, you get turned down, and they tell you, hey, come back or I'll think about it. What I do is I try to come up with a uh, technique to reach back out to them, a follow-up technique. It's called bribery. because so what I, do is I have cookies sent <laughs> to them. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I put on the cookies, you know, sure would be sweet if you'd give me a call or things along that nature. So I've nice. become known as the cookie car lady.
2: That is so cool. That is so cool. Well, if you're baking some cookies the next batch, man, that would be, you know what, hey, I will not... I will post them. While, I'll post myself eating them. If you send some cookies here, because right. uh, we man.
0: Corey's going to send us some chocolate covered pecans too. Oh man, he. What, remember that? Hey, Corey, you remember that Corey? Way yeah. back, you, yep. Back in the day. <laughs> no, Corey. not
4: way back. Youcancheck.com. We're still rolling, baby. <laughs> there, come there on, man. go.
2: That's what I'm talking about. Man, we got some, you guys are making me hungry.
4: <laughs> Our Florida stores in Santa Rosa. <laughs>
0: You still got it. So what is it again? That's Pe- awesome. We need to get it posted on the link here as well. Heck yeah, man. Like, I've had them. I, I oh, they're ordered. And they're amazing. amazing. You brought them in, that? Yeah, heck yeah.
2: We had to hide them from our sales guys. All right, cookies I'll and. Get and, you
4: boys some. I'll get some down Come on, man. Thank you. Thank you.
2: I will listen. I will, I will take the cookies and the pecans. We will post our team eating them. And we got some big. <laughs> some of our guys here are like offensive linemen size guys, right? So we will. And, and, and uh, yes, sir. He's like a small one compared to some of the guys we have here. So. <laughs> Hey, st- have to
1: I have to make pecan cookies.
2: There you go. <laughs>
4: there go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well,
2: hey, thank you so much. Bill Hab, Mike Phillips, Corey, Melissa. And uh, Melissa, how does someone reach out again? I, I don't know if I – I think I'm going to cut you off talking about cookies, but did you give the website sure. – how-
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> Sure, it's hillcology.com or just look up on Facebook, hashtag the Cookie car Lady.
2: All right, perfect. Send me a message. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much uh, for joining us. It's been a great conversation, great, co- great topics. And uh, you guys are amazing. So I hope you guys have a great, great Thursday and a great weekend. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Dave, it's time to pick a winner. Ten winners, which ten it looks winners. like it might be a lot of people in here. Right. <laughs> or it, might have, it might be a lot of, uh, or a lot of those in All there. Right, so, right, let's do you get it. get a pretty good chance of winning a But we're going to give away, just so you guys know, the sh- people who shared, your names are in here. If we got you in here in time, I'm sure we did. We're going to give away ten copies of my number three latest bite-sized book, motivated motivated and it is uh, based on uh the um your it finding your it your motive why you do what you do and how to help discover that um there's stories in there on how i discovered mine and how i've helped people discover theirs and uh spoke on that at hustle and grind
0: con so let's give away
2: 10 of those bad boys what do you say
0: let's do it we've got our first winner douglas chitron douglas, douglas is a winner come on down a hey lou
2: tree is not here today lou you gotta take this uh take these
0: all right, we've got... Uh, Number two, don't we do a Drumroll? The good news is they're all winning the same thing. So, uh, Clinton Becker. Clinton Becker. Clinton Becker. Next one. You get a book. Come this, on. This almost isn't fair. Mike Phillips. Mike you, you Phillips. Come on,
2: Mike deserves a book, man. This
0: almost isn't fair. Bill Habb. Victor
2: Mentoria said cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone say cookies? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Hey, Victor, come on, with some milk? I yeah. ran who, into who, one who of won?
0: Victor's friends the other day, and and I'm trying to remember who it was. Who, was. who was the fourth um, person to win? Who was uh, Bill have. Bill have oh, one. Yeah. We're just giving our guests out so, so, yeah, books t- today. Two of our guests. All right, Bill. Here's, Bill a, a here's a good one. Marty Coates. Marty. Marty one Coates. One of our favorites. Marty Coates is a winner of the Marty new Coates. book. Marty Coates. Marty Coates, Smarty Pants.
2: <laughs> yeah, goes. yeah,
0: Smarty Coates. Jo- I, I'm you sure you he never heard, you heard that. You've been uh, Josh Mitchell. Josh, Josh Mitchell. Mitchell. Come on. I love Josh. Come Josh, you get a down. book, baby. How many is that, Griff? I think we're at six. Six? This will be number seven. Melissa Diaz. Hey, Melissa. Wow. So if I give Corey you a book, you send me some cookies. We find Corey in here. All of our guests want a book. Yeah, why not? Just... Wow. Okay. Blake Johnson. Blake Johnson. Blake Johnson.
2: And Willard Johnson, his brother. <laughs> his brother Willard. Jake Johnson, Willard Johnson. The uh, let's Johnson brothers. how many brothers. that
0: is. One, two, three, four, five, oh, six. Oh, man. Seven, eight, nine, one more, one more one, one more, one more. Who gets a buck?
2: Come on, one more, All one right, more.
0: Last one.
2: All right, here we go. Here we go. Ronnie Smith. Ronnie Smith. Ronnie. He is hey. the. He is the. The Johnson brothers. Younger step brother. Right. i was kidding. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, congratulations to all of you. Hey, great, fantastic show. Love the guests today. Yeah. Um, as usual, uh, Auto Dealer Live delivering some amazing guests. So, hey, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. If you'd like to be else, on take- the show or if you
2: know someone that would like to be on the show, we're booking up for 2019. As we speak, we have some great, great uh, guests that are slated. If you'd like to be on the show or you know someone that would like to be on the show, um, just post it reach out to us you can go to our website AutoDealerLive.net. and there's a form you can fill out there as well Lou we'll post that uh, website in there for uh, people that want to um, be on or you can just message us here our social media team or see it as well hey thank you guys so much I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving we will not be on next week because we will be eating turkey so next week we will not have a show we'll see you in two weeks happy Thanksgiving and crush the end of no- November